Welcome to the Sportsbet Podcast. Nathan Brown, Matthew Richardson. Richard Hummerston still away for another week. We had Lordo. Matty good. Lloyd in last week. Wasn't Lordo good? Got a good response, didn't he, Lordo? Yeah. A couple of his stories. I think people didn't realise how cocky Lordo was out on the ground. Uh, and he's still very, very cocky himself. People see him as this humble, sort of affable guy yeah. who's very shy and got good manners, but he's not. You know one thing I was surprised he was honest about when we when we really put him under the, the uh, microscope? Yeah. You asked him whether he'd coloured his hair. Now, yeah. for a long time, I thought that was a no-go zone with Lordo, but yeah. he's owned it, yeah. which is a good thing. Because it's, it's got a tinge of purple to it. So I reckon when, when you can see the sun coming off something, there's that tinge of purple. Well, you know that people are bugging eyes around with the hair. And you know, when he first started doing it, when he just had a little speck coming through, mm. it's okay. You can get away with that. But I reckon now, if he let that go, yeah. I reckon he's full. He's in too deep now. He's in way too deep. He can't let it go It's now. like when Brian Taylor started dyeing his hair <laughs> and uh, he started to look like old Chapo a bit. Yeah. But Brian did it too late. He was yeah. already grey and yeah. then he's gone. Like, and then denied that he'd yeah. even done it. See, Walked into Triple M and said, no, I have not coloured my hair. I think Lloyd, he started the day he noticed his first grey. So it's sort of, it's snuck under the guard a little bit. But anyway, he owned it, which was good. Something that funny happened coming in here today. I was in um, the car with my wife and she goes, oh, what time you normally do the podcast with Matthew? I said, yeah, doing the podcast today with Richo. And she goes, how's he liking living over the other side of town? Yeah. And I said, eh, I don't really know how he's liking it. <laughs> I sort of hang shit on him about it, but I've never really asked him, yeah. is he enjoying it? And she goes, what, what do you mean? And she goes, oh, I said, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a male relationship. We don't yeah. really ask questions like that. She goes, so you spend – an hour every week with him and you see him at the football most weekends and you've never asked him she was staggered by how that. he's enjoying the, uh, she was staggered she goes oh, what do you talk about well actually and I was burning, like, well there's a few things I can't tell you that we do talk yeah. about but well one the burning question today involves a little bit about my move north side and oh. you know I've become aware of it a lot more living in north side have you turned so. vegan yet because no, most well, people who live over your side of town Turn well, vegan. I noticed you haven't got the beard yet. No, I can't grow a good beard. But yeah. what, I'll touch on it later. Okay, the burning okay, question. Okay. I want to ask you something. Actually, yeah. you, you've you've turned into uh, the Griswold family. You've got four kids. Yeah. And that, that's great. And I love it that you're a family man. Something I never anticipated with you, Nato, mm. was the family man side of you. But you told me last week, which I found strange, that you've gone out and bought the Kia Carnival because you've got four kids. Yep. You need you need brilliant a bit, car. Yeah, great car, and uh, I think they're very good. But it actually surprised me that you went and bought it and you didn't even tell Christina, your wife. <laughs> How's she taken the news? <laughs> she didn't want a Kia Carnival. She's still in that mindset that she wanted to be cool it's still. a big old-fashioned van. She yeah. wants to be cool. Yeah. She wanted uh, just the normal four-wheel drive. Yeah. I'm telling her it's the it's the new age it's a family truck SUV. <laughs> so what I've gone out and done, I've, I've pimped it up. I've got those big side rails on it. So yeah. it's got the silver side rails. I've, um, I've tinted the windows, darkened the windows. She goes, oh, good, so I don't have to be seen in the bloody thing. She does. She's not going to look as cool as she did in the uh, – what would you have? The yeah. Audi. And the Audi. Yeah. The Audi Q7 with yeah. the mags on it. So, um, yeah, four well, kids. You've got to get yeah. the, the Kia Carnival. So the yeah. good people out of Kia, thank you. Ferntree Gully. Ross Lyons being yes. sacked, which um, when you look at it, it came as a surprise because of how quickly and how swiftly it happened. But you're not happy about it. No, I just I, – I can't – get my head around it, to be honest with you. I'm not sure what Frio, their expectations were of this footy club. They've actually beaten five top eight teams that will finish in the top eight this year. They've beaten the Cats, the Giants, the Dogs, 
They beat the Giants in Canberra, which yep. no one does. They All beat, in the first half of the year. Yeah, though. I know that. But, gee, they've had injuries. Hogan, Tabernar, Pierce, who was looking like an All-Australian full-back. Lobb, their new recruit. Um, Sanderlands has hardly played. Stephen Hill's been out for a long time. You take that sort of quality out of any team, you're going to struggle. And they did yep. struggle a little bit in the second half of the year. And I know they had some embarrassing losses, particularly against the Eagles. But this is a man who's coached two teams to grand finals, yep. which not many people do. And, and got close in both of them. Close in both of them. And the teams that he's got there have had a history of not making it. So I thought that was a bit harsh. Then you listen to what Nat Fife and Michael Walters say in their glowing endorsements on their own personal social media accounts. They didn't have to do that. So it wasn't fabricated. It wasn't something yep. they just did for the sake of it. They put it up on their own media accounts. It wasn't like they were asked at a presser. They pumped him up, couldn't have shown more love for him. He listened to Nick Rewalt, Brendan Goddard, Joey Montagna. They cannot be more complimentary of but him. But there's so- definitely a feeling out there that he is good with the top end and he yeah. gets along with the top end guys at yeah, a footy I get club. That. I get but that. the bottom end yeah. Don't love him as much as what these guys do. So why did Nick Rewalt say that some of his favourite players were Robert Eddy and Andrew McWalter, who were journeyman-type players? So yeah. something's not adding up here. But the biggest surprise for me was the president, Dale Alcott, saying, we weren't going to go past 2020 with Ross, so we decided to make the decision now. He was contracted for next year. So he was basically saying, when definitely there's no way we're going forward with him after 2020. Well, what would have happened if he had coached next year and they won two finals or made a grand final? Well, it tells me that they don't think they're going to factor anywhere near next year. So they don't think they're good enough. They don't think they're good enough to play finals next oh. year. That's what it tells me. And that um, they've made the decision on Ross Lyon. It was swift. Yeah. It was efficient. Um, Do you think he'll coach somewhere else in the future? Uh, I would have thought so. I yeah. think taking two sides to a grand final, yeah. uh, pretty good. Yeah. The only issue is they haven't played finals since that grand yeah, final, right. so they've been four down years. four years is a long yeah. time to be Gee, down list, the bottom end of the ladder. Their list wasn't great the last few years. It's better this year with Hogan, obviously. I hear right. Ross is doing a lot of things outside of football to make him a more rounded He's going to Harvard, person yeah. uh, to learn a lot more. I, yeah. I, maybe the the off-field stuff yeah. this year or late last year counted against yeah. him, I yeah. think, in this new age of political correctness. Yeah. Yeah. He found himself in a bit of trouble and maybe they, they just they yeah. were sitting on that. Yeah. Not sure. Yeah. What about Jaden Stevenson playing this week? What I like it. I, I like the fact that there's a loophole there and they're exploiting it. If, you, if you're going to allow something to stand... had to ask the question. ...as a loophole, yeah, you might as well use it. And to get a game into him and then have a week off, I think, is perfect because you know what it's like when you haven't played for a long time. You play first up, you feel great, yeah. and you feel shit out the second yeah. week. But the good thing about that is he plays, right? Yeah. Then he's got a week off because there's a week off between round 23 the and the finals. I would have thought they'd give him the week off to freshen him yeah. up again. So then he plays. Potentially, if, if results fall their way, he might have another week off after yeah. that. So yeah. that loophole, I think, helps Collingwood. But, but my question is, should he? Should the AFL have said yes to it? They could have easily said, no, it's not right. He, he, the floating draw in round 23 is what's yep. allowed this to happen. We suspended him until finals and it's going to stay that way. They could have done that. So do you think they made the Would right Collingwood court? take him to court then? No, because I think no. I think there's Colling- a legal loophole. No, nah, Collingwood would have accepted it, I think. Right. I don't think they would have gone any further. Now, what happened in, on the Triple M call last week? I oh, loved Friday it. night. The no, UFC it, guest you had the in UFC. Israel. We love the UFC. 56,000 people went last time. I think it's on October the 6th. 6th coming up. Yeah. They reckon 60,000. They had this young guy in called Israel Adesanya, and if you don't follow UFC... He hasn't lost, has he? Hasn't lost. He's 17-0. and 0. Um, Dana White called him the most exciting 
UFC fighter for the last five years. Yeah. I mean, he, he's born in Nigeria, grew up in New Zealand, had an American accent, which was strange to me because he's, he's probably he been was there a born long time. in Nigeria, grew up from this, the age of 11 in New Zealand, right? But a full on US accent, which right. I, I didn't understand. I, yeah, I couldn't get, put my head around that. Well, people can change their accents. I could tell quick. he was loose. I could tell he was loose, and he's just got this bravado about him, and I loved it because in AFL, anytime anybody's got bravado, they get pushed down. I mean, I said I played the t- 10 greatest games ever, it gets brought up every week. Yeah. Now, this guy, he, he was just loving it, but you've never seen our producers or Mark Howard who was sitting down at the front <laughs> like a cat on a hot tin roof with the dump buttons right because he was getting into areas so he dropped a couple of shits which people prick their ears up well, and then, nothing, then you start to get a bit nervous and there's a couple of things he said you, you've never seen guys it was like jumping on a grenade these guys right. wanted to get to the dump button so quick to make sure because it's seven so, seconds so I think. was he dumped at all he was dumped yeah <laughs> and uh it, it was just it was just ex- swearing it was extraordinary but what i loved about him Mark Howard asked him a question, and I've always thought this, do you, do you get scared as a boxer? Because, yeah. I mean, be we do boxing at the footy club, and you, you don't like getting hit. No. Mark Howard looked at him and he said, 60,000 people there, yeah. you're in a cage fight. I mean, the there's a possibility. Brutal, the most brutal sport in the you world. You could go in there and die on the night. He yeah. goes, do you ever get scared? And he looked at Mark Howard and said, have a look at me. Do you think I'll get scared? <laughs> it was brilliant. It was a great response. So I can't wait for that. It's going to be great to see how that all unfolds. Now, what I noticed on the weekend, um, Channel 7, so I do Triple M on a Saturday night. Yeah. You always work. We do the same game. Up on the screen, yeah, it was cold. It was yeah. freezing at, at Marble Stadium. It's like a fridge And you had a Marvel. shirt on. Well, mate, that's the look we're going for on Channel 7 pre-game. It's the middle show. of winter. Yeah. Nothing against that. But I noticed your shirt was white. It was crisp. It had been just ironed in an inch yeah. of its life. And you look yeah. over at Campbell Brown, who's sitting up the other end. It looked like he just rolled out of bed, slept in his shirt. <laughs> He's so dishevelled, Campbell Brown. Iron the man's shirt for him. Do you want me to iron it this way? Yeah. You know what Brownie is? He's a fly-by-the-seat-of-his-pants sort of guy. He's got a young son at home, Boston, and... And I just think he hasn't got the time at the moment. He just has not got the time. I still think the greatest story I've ever heard about Campbell Brown was when he broke Stephen May's jaw <laughs> over in Vegas, right? And then they had to come back on the same plane together. So Stephen May's sitting there next to him in the middle of the seat with an all mangled jaw. Was that on their footy trip or yeah, something? Yeah, and Campbell Brown's had to, they've been sent home. They've been yeah. summoned home. And he's had to sit next to him while he knows for like a full day a bloke that he's chinned and yeah. broke his jaw. He's, you know what he is, Brownie? He is a hard... When he gets something in his mind, he does it. Like the English Channel, he did, an, he did a marathon in Antarctica. Like as soon as he sets his mind... So yeah. he's climbing he didn't mountain. make the English Channel, by the way. He went he? halfway, yeah. but it wasn't his fault. It was the conditions. Oh, he's yeah, the old he's conditions. still in uh, Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs> conditions. You know what we did notice on Saturday night footy climbing? Um, they got the uh, rock climbing wall yeah, outside. Yeah, I saw, I saw this. Stadium. Now, Brownie, Brownie, we're climbing up from behind, so the cameras are zeroed in on us from behind. So we worked out with Brownie that he only finished half of the British Channel, okay? He could only go halfway up that rock wall. He couldn't get any further up, and he was stuck. And then we looked at his head, and we realised he's only got half his hair left on the back. <laughs> he's got the biggest donut you've ever seen, Brownie. <laughs> bit like Dooza Kernan. He was always a half, wasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what do we learn about uh, Richmond and West Coast on the weekend? Um, yeah. I want to talk about can the dogs make it. But what, what I learned, West Coast and Richmond, yeah. is... Well, I didn't do that game, so you were there. Yeah. West Coast, if it's dry, 
I think they're the best side in it. Yeah. Richmond are clearly the best wet weather side in the competition. Well, if there, if there's any precipitation around final time, grand final day, but West Coast to walk away from that game going, if we get a dry track grand final day, they'll work on their yeah. their game prior to that yeah. if, it, if it is wet. But I think West Coast to be going, they'll be licking their lips going, we can knock these guys off if it's dry. The only thing to counter that, Nato, is I get what you're saying. It was seven goals to three at quarter time, but Richmond did peg back most of the lead in the second quarter quarter when yeah. it was dry still and then it rained at half time and for the last two quarters so I think Richmond took a while to adjust but I think you're right if they get that kicking game going and marking game I think they're going to be hard to beat but are they the best two teams? I think they're the yeah. best two sides even though Brisbane are finished on top yeah. they're still going to have to play at the MCG at some point they might yeah. even make the grand yeah. final Richmond yeah. uh, Brisbane but I don't I can't see them getting near Richmond this week I think Richmond beat them. I'll tell you the team I'd be worried about playing I was up in Sydney on Sunday and I've, I've done the dogs the last few weeks they I wouldn't want to play them no. first week of finals I think the Giants will cop them again in an elimination final they are ruthless around the contest they get numbers to the footy they share the ball and by the end of the game I think they just exhaust the opposition mm, they that deep in the midfield yeah, don't they you spend so much time chasing them because they share the footy so quickly with hands and I don't think I'd want to play them they look hungry and motivated the doggies I think they if they make the finals I think they're a slim chance to be able to win it. I did some analysis on the week before when uh, they blew away the Bombers when they yeah. kicked 21 goals straight. And I think they're the best in the comp at being able to get numbers around the footy. The so they have numbers three, the four, yeah. five players. They're the best at them winning it and quick, sharp handballs. Yeah. But you watch, there's some vision where they're close in with their Bombers opponents but they're also the first ones to break away from the contest. Yeah, so they're spread. inside, yeah. but then they spread past their opponents. And yeah. that's a dangerous side if they can get it right. Yeah. If they get a side that really locks them down, it's going yeah. to be harder to do that. They, they like to keep the ball in motion. Interesting. And you, you can slow the game down, I think you can beat them. Interesting playing the Giants twice again. I mean, do they go up there, cock a hoop, thinking we've just belted them by 10 yeah. goals in the second half. Mm. Is it a different sort of atmosphere? Is it a different sort of pressure? Yeah, I, I think so, because you look at the forward line and the Giants had chances to win that game early in the third quarter. They kept going inside 50 and butchering it and they had no targets down there. I mean, Himmelberg was their only target. Toby Green was playing midfield. Finlayson and Cameron didn't play. So if you get them all back, it could be a different story. You get Hopper back into the midfield. You get Kelly up and going. He's one game back now. So... I think the Giants could beat them, but I, I still would tip the dogs, I think. Notice you turned, uh, reverted back to a, a Twitter nuffy on the weekend, the yep. um, the studs up rule. Well, and there was on. Richo all over Twitter conversing with uh, Mark Stevens, patting each other on the back. This is terrible, Richo. Yeah, I know, Steve-O. Twitter okay. nuffy. Okay, Nathan. You, you tell me <laughs> if you think that those decisions were a good thing for Australian they, football. No, they weren't a free kick, no. And I'd ha I've had enough of it. I've had yep. enough of the AFL changing rules on a knee-jerk reaction to one incident, which was the Toby Green incident. Yep. And, yeah, and all these nuffies jumped all over me saying, oh, you're only saying it because it's Richmond and Jack Rewalt, you're nuffy, you're a Richmond and you're nuffy. You know what, mate? You are a Richmond nuffy. No, go back. Go back to Queen's birthday and have a look at my Twitter. And mm. I said the same thing when Jeremy Howe was paid a free You're a prolific tweeter. Him. No, mate. I, I got the job done because the rule was changed. Old Joffa Richardson. I'm taking credit for that. <laughs> okay. Grand final entertainment. Yep. In a perfect world. You haven't got if, one yet. If you had a choice, who do you want playing? Well, whew, okay, good question. If it was an Australian band, I think the only Australian band that could do it just at the, at the moment, and you need a bit of a nostalgic 
point of view, I yeah. think, for grand final day because, you know, you've got a lot of older people there and you, you can't have a new some hot new band because no one will know who no, they are. So, like Birds of Tokyo. Well, yeah, just any any band that's sort of a breakthrough band. I don't think they work grand yeah. final day. But I'll tell you who would work and they're back playing is Midnight Oil. Right. So many classic hits. So that would be the number one target as an Australian point of view, Australian band. You've had Cold Chisel we've had before at the NRL grand final. So I'd love to see the Oils. I think the two best bands globally to get. Imagine if you get Akadaka to the grand final. ACDC for me. Yeah. ACDC. Do you still class them as Australian? Well, there's only really Angus left now, isn't mm. it? Unfortunately, Malcolm passed away last year. So, yeah, I'd ACDC if you could get them. And the only other big international band, I'd go the Foo Fighters. Yeah. Just reckon Dave Grohl would get the crowd Put going. the performance on, wouldn't he? he would. I like ACDC. Yeah. I think ACDC would be perfect. Yeah. So ACDC for me, Midnight Oil for you. All right, it's time for the burning question. Matthew brings something to the table each week. Uh, It's always a bit weird and wonderful. What have you got this week? Well, Nath, you touched on it before. I have moved uh, back to the north. I live in Northcote. You often call me Nath, do you? Yeah, Nath or Nato. Mm, What do I Nato 8. Normally Nato 8 or Brownie. Nato 8 didn't take off for you, did it? No. Anyway, (laughs) uh, as you like to point out, I've moved north uh, to Northcote. And I did live there previously, so I don't know why you're making such Uh, a big deal out of it. Fitzroy, you lived. Yeah, Yeah, you've gone further out. Into well, a bit more family-orientated, community-orientated. sort of territory. Well, it's known as the Tofu Belt. Yeah. Uh, Northcote, Preston and Coburg, yeah. okay? It used to be a labour strong. Rob Murphy lives out there yeah. thinking he's some sort of like man <laughs> with swagger out there. Sammy Pang lives around the corner. Oh, he didn't. So oh, wow. it used to be a labour stronghold. The Greens yeah. have got the seat out there, the Tofu Belt. So, oh, they have, have they? The Greens have got it. Yeah, they have. So look. Old Bob Brown. So I've really started to develop a bit of a social conscience uh, since I moved north. I've just noticed a lot more. I think I was in my own little bubble down south with you sort of people who rate yourselves down there. (laughs) You've grown a a social conscience. And a bit of an environmental conscience as well. I think think we need to be responsible for what we're doing to the world and our globe. And don't you think so? Without a doubt, yeah. So I've started trying to do just little things. And one of the first things I've implemented, Nate, is I've gone out and bought my own... um, Coffee cup, you know, glass coffee cup, takeaway coffee cup. I don't know what you're talking about, yeah. Okay. So instead of going and getting a a cardboard coffee cup every time you go in there Mm. and, you know, you throw it away and it's bad for the environment, I've got my uh, own coffee cup, okay? That'll make a difference. And I I think that I'm doing a good thing for the environment. Okay. So I go in the first day that I buy it and I'm feeling really proud of myself. I walk into my local coffee shop and I'm thinking that the – the uh, hipsters there will be thinking, geez, look at this bloke, he's, he's taking heed. Because I've noticed a lot of the other regulars take their own mm, cups in. You're fitting in. Yeah. Yeah. So With the, the vegans. So the, my strong latte I get uh, at my cafe, $4.70, okay, it's is ex- what it costs. Expensive over there. Yeah, a little expensive. What do you get charged extra tax well, over like, there, do you? The extra shot, I get a strong latte. Okay, no problem. So I'm taking in my own cup, right, mm. and I'm thinking, well, Surely they knock a bit off the 470 then. Yeah. Maybe get it back to 430. Doesn't happen? No. It doesn't (laughs) happen. So my burning question is, why are we encouraging people to bring in their own cups if they're not going to knock off a little discount for the (laughs) cup they normally give away, mate? What's going on? That's a fair question you ask. How much do you reckon one of the cups cost? Well, what do you reckon? 10, 20 cents? Uh, Not that much. Not that much. Maybe five, yeah. They can drop it down to 465. Well, they should (laughs) drop 
Out of uh, principle, mm. they should give me that for four sixty five, four sixty. Yeah, I did my what bit. I did my bit for recycling as well last night. Bin day over in Caulfield, so you got the yellow bins out, the cardboard one. We had we had a shitload of cardboard because just Why? had a couple of birthdays. Um, we also bought a few things, got a new fridge, so it all well, comes in the cardboard. Don't consume so much cardboard right? everywhere. Yeah. Last night at eleven p.m., I was running around the neighbourhood putting cardboard into everybody else's cardboard bins. No, that's bins. all right. That's a good burning question. Yeah. Is it okay to? Put I think it's card- w- well and truly okay. I think it is. But I put some. I actually put some clothes out about three days ago to send to St Vinnie's, yeah. and unfortunately, um, it got wet. And right. where where they were sitting, they yeah. the the. The rain that comes from yeah, the, yeah, the clouds. That's what comes from the sky. Yeah, it wet them. So at, yeah. at 11 o'clock last night, I was also putting my old clothes into other people's oh, that's not on. So good, good burning question. Should I be given a discount because I'm doing my little bit? And should you be allowed to put cardboard in other people's bins? I think you should move back over this side and get some reality. No, I like it. All right, time for the Trumpet Award. Let's go for the three, two, and one best and worst on of the weekend. Is Hummer going to log these into the leaderboard when he He's gets going to listen to every Good. episode. I don't reckon he will. You know who we've got, who we've got coming up in a few weeks? Who? Brian Taylor. Oh, it's Bristle coming. Bristle's going to oh, come good. in. I look and forward to that. And the issue we have is it's, it's really a two- or three-man program, yeah. this one. Yeah. Are you going to tell Hummer that when Bristle comes yeah, in I'll tell him. that he's out? Yeah, because there's a lot of things we're going to do. The uh, We're going to pick the mind of Bristle, yeah. and there's some things mm. I want to find out. It's like out. a trap. You might need a dump button that day. So, uh, all right, three, two, ones. Worst on first? Yep. Okay, worst on for me uh, was, as Hummer would call him, Michael Christian, as Hummer would call him, Christo. <laughs> he's he's had another mayor. Micah Spontanpelli, I love him, and I, I really want him to win a Brownlow medal because I think he's a, a champion, but he chose to hip and shoulder Nick Haynes. Yep. He chose to hip and shoulder him, and he got him high. He broke his larynx, and he's been given a fine. I, I just I don't think that's on. I mean, mm. it sends mixed messages to the playing group. The old broken larynx. It's the superstar rule. It's like it's, the Rick Disney. There's a superstar rule. It is. <laughs> the 12th man. So, so, so do you reckon that you, you sh- the sand shoe blew out, or did you just fuck up? <laughs> well, Daryl. <laughs> How good's the 12th man? Oh, the 12th man's great. Two, I'm giving two teams worst on here. Two, the Adelaide Crows. Yep. Worst worst score they've ever had at the Adelaide Oval when all they had to do was win that game and they were a strong chance to then play finals. They mucked it up. And Port Adelaide, all they had to do was come across here and beat a team under them on the ladder, North Melbourne. Not only did they not beat them, they've blown their finals hopes. They were pathetic. They would have played finals if they beat North because they're yeah. going to knock off Freo this week. They come over here and we're absolutely embarrassed. Okay, I gave it was very similar. I gave one vote to Clayton Oliver. Um, good player, Clayton Oliver. But what happened to the screen? Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird. Anyway, Bailey Fritch last week got the footy forty-five out. Clayton Oliver was on for the handball. Without yeah. clearly, he was on for the handball. He didn't give him the handball. But what Bailey Fritch did was kick it around the corner. And he found a target yeah. 40 metres out, so they're having a set shot. Yeah. Clayton Oliver still complaining to Clayton Oliver, why didn't you handball it to yeah. me? You've got somebody having a shot at goal, which says to me that that's the predicament Melbourne are in. When you're yeah. fighting over somebody who didn't give you a handball, but you're still having a shot at goal, you've know, you know you got why. some issues. You know why? Because when you have a bad year as a team, and I had plenty of them at, at Richmond, you start going into self-preservation mode. Yep. You're looking, you're, all you're thinking about is yourself and that's what happens when you have a bad year and that's symbolic of what's happened at Melbourne. Two votes similar to you. Uh, I just gave it to footy in South Australia. Right. The, the, the two teams couldn't have been any worse. 
And GWS, for the amount of talent they have, yes, they've got some injury concerns. A lot of injuries, though. But that second half, they're with them in the first half. To turn your toes up like that in the second half, I go to GWS. Yeah. No, fair point. But I'm, that's what I'm talking about, the dogs. They exhausted GWS. They, I reckon they had a fair crack, but the dogs are just bloody unbelievable at the moment. Uh, best on, I gave one. Hey, is our man Wok still got a job up there? There's been a little bit of uh, talk about no, Wok he's still, under pressure. I saw him up there on the weekend. He's Wok. good? Yeah, he seemed all right, yeah. the tank. Yeah. yeah. Um, one to Scott Pendlebury, <laughs> 34 touches again, 10 marks, six tackles. I, I just think we never give him credit, Scott Pendlebury. Yeah. I mean, he's had an amazing year again. No one talks about it because it's Scott Pendlebury. He just does it every week. I gave two to Dustin Martin. He, in the last month, has gone to full beast mode again, hasn't he? He has been unbelievable. He looks fully fit, doesn't he? I just reckon Dusty... He's like it's like Bart Cummings getting something ready for the Melbourne Cup. I like that. Do you like that? Yeah. He he times his run in a year, and if you listen to Damien Hardwick, his first five or six weeks are never that good. He he loves September, Dusty. Uh, he could rip it apart. Eight hundred and eighteen meters in a game that was all about territory when it got wet. You need meters gained, and he had that. Rest so. in peace to the great Bart Cummings. What a trainer yeah. he was! Unbelievable ripper. So Dusty's uh, Bart Cummings like. <laughs> And uh, I gave three. I mean, if you kick 10 goals, no one does it anymore. Ben Brown did. Yeah. He had to get the three. You've done it, haven't you? Yeah. Yep. Not many do, though. No. Against the, tie, against the dogs? Against you, yeah. I gave you six of them. <laughs> you did, actually. <laughs> what are you going I with? gave one vote to Ben Brown. He did kick 10, but I gave somebody in his team two. Who? Todd Goldstein's game no, it was, unbelievable. was extraordinary. Best 17 score involvements. The tap outs he gave, just an armchair ride. I think he should get three at the Brownlow because Ben Brown yeah, had to oh, kick 10, 10 goals, goals but for... he was afforded some nice ball. What about, do you reckon Ken Hinckley's got a little bit too cute with his um, selecting of his ruckman? Scott Lysett, they get him over to be the... And was dominating. And was going well. And he, the young fella just got towed up, Laddams, by, yeah, by God. Yeah, Kenny's at Adam got here there. And Jared Ruffhead, is there a better way to go out? I know they played Gold Coast, but they looked for him. He kicked six goals in his last game. And yeah. how perfect was it that that last goal, he read it beautifully, let it bounce, got it on the left foot, 40 metre snap. I mean, I was there doing the game. It yeah. was ele- – you were there too. It was electric. No, I wasn't there. The, the, you weren't no. there? Okay. The, the, the sound of that crowd for a last goal to put them 70-odd points up, yeah. it was just brilliant from Jared Ruffhead. No, yeah, good. Good three votes there. Ruffy is probably one of the best blokes you'd meet in yeah. footy, isn't he? Ripper. Yeah. All right, some good games on this weekend. Tigers take on Brisbane at the MCG. The last time they played there, Brisbane only kicked one goal against the Tigers. I think it was 100 and something points 100, the margin. 100 point win, yeah. Richmond have beaten Brisbane the last 12 times they've played. Um, Brisbane have only played at the G once this year, which they lost. Um, Richmond are now back to their best. In fact, you look at, I reckon you know when a team's going well when you know you've got seven or eight of your players in career best form and that's yep. what Richmond have got at the moment. Nick Floston, Dylan Grimes, Basher Hawley in the back half of the ground, young Liam Baker. Um, you've got a guy like Soldo who's come in and is playing well in the ruck. Um, you know, Shea Bolton's in career best form. So if you look at that, you know that the team's going well. So Brisbane had got that as well. But I just think the fact that it's at the MCG, only two teams have beaten Richmond there in the last two years, and that is Collingwood and Geelong. Uh, I can't see Brisbane coming down and winning. And if Brisbane do win, 
they have to be flag favourites. Because yep. if you beat Richmond at the G, that's the ultimate test at the moment. Richmond $1.43, Brisbane $2.78. Can you explain to me why Sydney Stack was playing in the twos? Uh, I think if you're a close watcher of Richmond, like you, a full, you know, you go every week, a full nuffy mode sort of yeah. uh, watcher. I reckon his last two weeks before Dimmer dropped him, he, he had just dropped off a little bit. He looked a bit tired. And maybe just... Maybe Do you think moving him from half back to half forward was a catalyst for some poor form, though? No, nah, well, he kicked, he kicked goals. When yeah, he the first there. week he went yeah. there. I, I think it may hard be... Hard position to play half it forward. It is, a harder position to play. So, yeah, that might have had something to do with it. And it might have also just been a little psychological ploy from Hardwick just to say, hey, right. you know, get, get motivated again. You might have just dropped a little bit. Remember he pushed him when he got to training yeah, late? Yeah. That's great. So I reckon there's a little bit of that in it, Nate. Yep. We don't know what goes on. Is he been late for a few meetings? We yeah. don't know. But that might have been something. All right. I think Brisbane get a reality check this weekend. Yeah. I think the Tigers do a number on you them. You tipped West Coast last week, didn't you? Uh, you didn't I back did. Richmond last week. I didn't. I, I, well, I was very close. Yeah. But unfortunately, the rain oh, it came. It should have been five or six goals in the end. All right. Dogs Adelaide, $1.33 the Dogs, $3.25 Adelaide. I think um, for me, the Dogs down in Ballarat. Uh, I reckon the Dogs will win by 10 goals. Yeah. They are in unbelievable form. And the Crows, I think they're rock bottom. There's something not right at Adelaide. The, the messages aren't getting through. And the players. I don't they, think they're good enough. Nah, just. It, their, ta- their talent was good in their grand final year, but I just think a couple of players, a couple of years older, um, Eddie Betts is missing Charlie Cameron. They've had had some injuries. I think they're sound defensively, but they can't kick enough goals, and they're slow through the midfield. Which is their strength. They've got good midfielders, but they're all slow. Yeah. So Gibbs, and that's where the dogs will expose them. Yeah. Um, the Crouch brothers are slow. Yeah. I think they've got to have a clear out, try and get some players in with some pace and go after a, a tall forward and pay them a shitload because yeah. they need to move Josh Jenkins mm. out. I think that mm. the rumours are that they're not happy. Well, Fogarty's got to – you've got to play him every week now, yeah. I think. They should go after someone like Brad Hill who can break lines and run, I reckon. But, yeah, dogs by 10 but He goals. wants to come back to Melbourne, though. Yeah, but you can still have a crack. Essendon, Collingwood, the Pies were $1.35. Essendon, three twelve. What I like about the Pies since Mason Cox has gone out of that side is all their small, medium-sized forwards are now kicking goals. They look more dangerous. They're more mobile. Not to say Mason Cox isn't a good player, but I just think even at the okay. start of this year when he was out of the side – I think they looked better back then as well. So is that going to be a concern come finals time if it gets slowed down and it's a real arm wrestle? Are they going to need Cox down the line? You'd think so. Hmm. Yeah. That might hurt them in a final. Against a West Coast if they do play a West Coast. Against a Richmond if they do play a Richmond. Because if you play Essendon this week and it's dry and there's a bit of pace on the game. Their forward line line works well. Elliot's back to his best. You look at it, Hoskin, Elliot, work rate. Majacek, work rate, reliable. Um, Thomas Thomas is a good crummer, so is Varco. Brown puts pressure on. It's, it's got a good look about it at the moment, hasn't it? Sure does. I think they win pretty easy as well. All right, last segment. It's always my favourite segment. We're not doing the stats game. Well, we can't do the stats game with just me and you, so we've got to wait for Dickhead to come back next week so he can throw the stats at me. It's, it's a three-person game. Is it a fair summary of Hummer over there that this has been one of the great junkets of all time? Uh, I would have thought so, Yeah. I would love to be involved in a junket. I haven't been involved in a junket here yet. I'm yeah. surprised I didn't get a gig over there. Well, well, I do have footy commitments here, though. Well, Adam Patterson, our former teammate at Richmond, he's the boss here now, isn't he? He is. He sent me a um, reminder the other day to do the online training that we do. Can I ask you? And he wrote, it's unacceptable. I know you're about to pick my mind, but can I ask you one question? Yeah. How does it sit with you 
that Pato, who was a younger man than you mm. and was at Richmond as a young player and you were seen to be a superstar, how does it sit with you that he's now your boss? He is my boss and it sits absolutely <laughs> fine with me. Well, I don't reckon it does. come March, bonus time, and Pato <laughs> decides what bonus I get. So uh, it sits absolutely fine with me. Let's get into Pick the Mind of Richo. Did you ever use a psychologist as a player? Yes, I did. In fact, Fair I did when I was 29. Right. It was a bit late. I was struggling. Yeah, way too late. <laughs> but it was the best thing I ever did because after that, I, I thought I played my most consistent footy. I Who would you give out. three votes to, Ben Brown or Todd Goldstein? At Brownlow night? Yep. I think 10 goals has only happened twice in the last two years, Rewalt and Brown. If you don't get that three votes for that, it's outrageous. Are you happy with how your Twitter is going at the moment? Yeah, I'm really yeah. happy with it. Okay. Would you choose Charlie Cameron or Michael Walters? Oh, gee. Different players. I think for the overall package and what he does through the midfield, I think Walters. Yep. But if you wanted just a pure forward, then probably Charlie Cameron. So it's a, they're different. What size foot are you? 13. You know what they say, don't you? Nathan, just stay straight, mate. When you go into this sort Big of territory, foot. it doesn't work for you. Big shoes. <laughs> <laughs> do you eat breakfast? Yeah, I do. What do you have? I have uh, like a green smoothie that I make with my- Like a vegan type- Nutribullet. No, I had them when real, I lived in Elwood. Real wanker. So. I had them when I lived in Elwood, mate. What do you put in it? Banana. Uh, it's not green, then, is it? It's yellow. No, just let me finish, Nathan. Banana, almonds- Mm. Some green, like spirulina powder, some uh, seeds. Spirulina or spirulina? Some, oh, whatever it is. <laughs> you know what I mean. And some protein powder. Being a Channel 7 person, yeah. are you surprised that you didn't get asked to host the Brownlow? Uh, ridiculous question. And being a Channel 7 person, are you friends with David Kosh? Don't really know Koshy, but when I bumped into him, he's always a friendly person. Do you think if you and Dave Kosh went out and had a beer together um, – it would be fun. Yes, it would be. Yeah. Would you need to limit the amount you drink in front of him? No. Okay. Hey, what's, what's happened to your movie lines? It, it's, it's getting harder and harder to come up with well, a movie line. Well, if there's any listeners out there that think they've got Suggestions. a scene from a movie and a theme that relates to football that he, Nathan can mix it all in together with, send through some suggestions when we put the pot up. Nice. Good work, Matthew. See like, subscribe, week. do all that sort of stuff. Hummus Hummer, back unfortunately, next week. be back next week to host. And um, Look yeah. at the EJ Witten game next Friday night. Oh, I can't wait to see how hard you try. I will. Are you getting paid for that? Uh, part of my seven commitments. Right. You're getting a bit extra. Anyway. No, I'm no. not. Have a good weekend, mate. You too, Matthew. <laughs>